you're running late and you're this is the last shift before you're gonna get fired and but then a neighbor drops their grocery bag and it's like please and you're just yeah. like I don't like no figure I, it out <laughs> that kind of thing everything is context dependent and that's, yeah that's the most forgiving thing I can say about anything I don't know <laughs> such good, I guess such is a that a good transition to what we're Maybe. what we're talking about oh it might be actually about, yeah about Actually, it's extremely fitting, right? Because oh, it's yeah? a st- there's this this sort mm. of very hyper nuclear type of family, seemingly like they're so tight knit, they do mm. this, they go on this escapade, but then they're each getting pulled away, and you learn more about their individual yes experiences. So, like they ha- they have time to to yeah to to fi- to get and, that. Well, everybody's on we. Everybody's got something else going on, and you get to see it only when you when you. There's some distance created. This is the like that uh, uh, that Emily Nussbaum essay on Criterion, oh. and she talks about them yeah, getting I read pulled that into too. To side. They're all going on side quests, basically. Yeah, but that yeah, that yeah. helps it sort of individual. They go. They have these individual discoveries only when they're able to kind of break from that mm-hmm. unit. I think. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, hey, Victoria. You know what I could use? What? A Breath of Fresh movie. Me too. All right. This is a breath of fresh movie. We're back. It's a weekly podcast. Yes. Each week, we watch a movie neither one of us has ever seen, and then we talk about it. Yeah. The we in that sentence is, is me, Victoria Harley. <laughs> and I'm Chelsea Poe. This is, opening is going terribly. Uh, no, I'm, I, I, you know what? A little stumble's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just stick with that. You know. Each week, yeah, we also talk about, you know, anything related yeah, so to this movie like, or the actors. Ahoy. Yes, exactly. Ding, ding. We don't talk about everything, but we will talk about anything. Yeah. So, But I guess so then... Oh, we've been yes. trying to sort of implement this sort of is this better to go in oh yeah check with Chelsea yeah the spoilers I think this is one where it doesn't matter that I I actually benefited I'll say this is a movie that mm-hmm. first time viewing and then discovering these things organically I wasn't fully on board but knowing the story and the full scope of it I this is one of the I'm, I'm bad I don't watch all, all mm. of our mo- the movies we do twice I barely get through some oh, of them once but this I is what you. I actually somehow watched twice okay. and like enjoyed the second time yeah. more oh good you know oh we're talking about sorry the day trippers the only thing I knew about this was like oh it's kind of like an indie movie and it's sort of set right after Thanksgiving yeah and, and you know we're here we are right after Thanksgiving and it right. felt like all right we'll do this one but I really didn't know anything about it either. Same. I just well the thing is that it's like I saw what you sent me and then I saw that that just the you see Parker mm-hmm. pose and you're like oh okay, okay. yeah it's kind of great it's, eyeshadow. I, there's an expectation of a certain there's a certain texture and flavor of not of Parker Posey nineties mm. movie. No, I mean like you're there's a certain mm-hmm. I tonally this didn't this didn't feel too different from what I what I did expect. Yeah, I but hear I think you. the story became uh the story was more surprising like a little I, more left turny than i expected I think, yeah i think surprises are good you know like um yeah these, like shocking people is not hard but surprising people is yeah and there were a lot of things i didn't expect uh and that i was really it was a fun surprise like finding finding out well okay so we're just to bring anyone up to speed this is what the, what the movie is yeah here's the, what the movie is stuff. basically about when Eliza discovers a love letter written to her husband by an unknown paramour, the distraught woman turns to her tight-knit Long Island family for advice. There was something really delightful about, okay, she shows up after she discovers this letter, she shows up at the house, and it's like, I got to talk to mom. Well, that makes sense. But it's amazing how quickly the, this letter and the problem is opened up to the entire family for discussion. Right. Who are They all happen to be there because it was Thanksgiving, and so her sister and her boyfriend are staying there and pretending like they don't smash even though they're in separate bedrooms, you know, and stuff like right. that. Anyway, that that sudden transition to like, oh, well, let's, we need to get other people to read it. Or I can't remember what the line is that brings it into it, but it's like, it goes from it being a one-on-one conversation to Carl, who's yeah. Parker Posey's boyfriend, like 
reading the letter aloud and they're all trying to analyze what it means. And it gives it a certain flavor, I think, of what kind of movie it's going to be initially. And then this becomes a lot more hyper-serious and grounded towards the end. You think that this broad dynamic, it kind of reminded me of like Little Miss Sunshine, where these very sort of broad behaviors that we accept and love about our family members, sure, they get into their tiffs, but ultimately like the um, reinforcement of that unit as being wholesome and and Mm -hmm. like inextricably linked is like it's validated by the end of a little miss sunshine where i think like the very opposite and what made me appreciate it more on the second viewing Mm -hmm. because that first when we had last talked i had only watched it the one time through and again i only kind of half yeah paid attention i thought it was just going to be sort of this quippy little comedy that's like not Mm -hmm. as tight and 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 goofy as I'd be just like, oh, I'd rather be watching Parker Posey in a Christopher Guest movie right now. Sure. <laughs> you know, but then yeah. also I think like the the context of it being in the 90s and mm-hmm. coming out in 96, I think that setting of New York and that time point and mm-hmm. I, I was able to appreciate that more and the message of it being almost sort of like questioning questioning the 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 where boundaries should start and stop in yes. relationships yes you know totally. like i like the, the whole oh he's uh, oh the her would-be brother-in-law is reading this love this fit like very personal. letter of infidelity it's very yeah. personal you think oh it's gonna be one of those kinds of quirky families yeah, it's like yeah. towards as the movie progresses and then it takes that sharp turn yeah. midway through and it's like oh no this feels more about a movie that's questioning you know, well, I feel like a el- lot of that. Eliza, who's played by Hope Davis, like yeah. her, her anger takes a while to bubble up. She keeps having to refer to other people. I feel like she's yeah. she's a very like she she really doesn't want this thing to be true or what she thinks it is. Like she's the she's one who's good. she's seeking everyone it. else's counsel. Yeah, she's kind of it, it almost feels like she's going along emotions and then that's when it's like the dad who's been quiet the whole time and he's actually the one that's like what do you want to do oh yeah i love that moment you know? so much and, and him and it's like it's like the movie it's almost it's like this both the sisters are like finding yeah. agency yeah um mm-hmm. as opposed to doing what they've you know they're, what they've been taught to do yeah they're trying yeah. to they're trying to be good they were they're, like yeah. they're really both of them the whole like it seems like a, they're trying to be good and then parker you start with the with her own yeah. subplot i feel like it's we're seeing two different styles of people who've questioned their 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 comfortable setup and then yeah. they're like oh i'm i'm not fulfilled this not, is not yeah i'm not sure about this, this is not anymore. working for me yeah i mean i think there's there is a moment where um and parker posey's character is of oh, joe there's a moment where joe uh, is sitting beside carl but sort of leaning back while he's leaning forward and and you do see a moment where she kind of sneers at him and you realize yeah. that like she's kind of sick of this like blowhard she's ha- she know? has a very like i feel like the one of the most uh it's not as transparent i guess in a way as carl's but like she mm-hmm. has a very visual arc like with her the way her face shifts oh, between like she's she's the layer fully, the layers of her clothing like the way she took she's off. taking off the layers and it's like like it starts with her being so hyper fixated on carl she's always kind of looking yes. to him yeah yeah then it's like you start noticing her looking looking around away yeah. and and sort of trying to like well i mean she's, she's get, she gets the ick yeah and i'm and i before she goes into that first party I mean, she hasn't. She doesn't even know that she's gonna like meet somebody. But she strips off all of those layers. It's like I'm not not. I'm not going to go into this party not looking good. Right. Like I'm not dead. But well, it's kind of funny because like those clothes were her kind of twinning with him. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, yeah. like you know, you're really like. I don't want anyone to see me the way that I've been all day. Yeah. And she just has some weird, crazy ass layers going on. And like, I love I love her way of of like she knows exactly what to say to him in that moment in the hallway when she's doing all that. She's like, Oh God, I hope Newman isn't here. And he immediately g- goes inward and is worried about himself again. Yeah. And it's about the ego and the books. Cause she knows that's like 
that's a, a, a bigger agenda is his own, his ego and desire to get published. And he's like always pitching his book. And so as soon yeah. as she's like, oh, I hope this important literary person, uh-oh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, so he starts adjusting himself. Like, oh God, I don't, is, right, is, right. is he gonna be there? Right. And it's and she's like, yeah, this, this is the ick. Like, yeah, in her mind. I don't like this. And that's yeah. how she's able to kind of, she schisms him because he goes on that spiral and that party. And, oh, yeah, very quickly. You know. And although Carl, yeah, like he's kind of annoying and he sort of deserves it in a way. But at the same time, it's like he loses like an argument and his girlfriend. Yeah. He's, and every like he every, has like the worst party. Per, worst. That's the worst like 15 minutes of his oh, life and, so far. And his like the former teacher that he had. That, that was, was so devastating. Right. Uh, that I feel like once like, that happened, I felt, and so, he's I just felt like, bad for him at that point. It's turned into like this, like the whole uh, Coen Brothers, <laughs> a serious man, and it's just like wow, like yeah, wow, it's just raining it's, indoors for this guy right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's um, and that it is a private devastation. You know, it's just him and and this guy getting yeah. into the cab and just you know. Yeah, it's like it's one of those comedy, those dark comedy things or dramedy mm-hmm. things where I'm like. If this was, what if the movie was just about this guy and starring Ben Stiller? I would have too much cringe to get through it. And but that, it's like its own genre, right? Mm-hmm. Is seeing a guy who is yeah. this sort of—he's a little self-involved, but neurotic, and then yeah. just has all of these horrible things happening to yeah. him. It's just, yeah. No, I mean, I it, everybody's drawn with empathy. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, Anne Mara, I just felt like was such a scene stealer. Like, oh, she was sure. so funny. I mean, even from the beginning where, like, should we get them up? Was like, she, oh, and was she just all... born looking that way and being that archetype? Because I just feel like she hasn't changed in appearance for 20 years or I mean, more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. A, it's a good role for her. Perfect yeah. role. Um, but I, I love the parents making all that noise in the morning. And like thinking, oh, such like, a classic, and just like, thing. oh, should we get them up? And it's like, of course, they're already up. Like yeah. you have made so much noise. Like, yeah, that's classic. And then, and even just the throwaway, like, well, they should get up if they want to get into the city sometime today. Like, yeah, it's so like that self awareness, but not enough to like you, so like, much judgment, like yeah. buried in all of that. I thought that was funny. Um, like I said, I, li- I liked the switch to where suddenly they they're becoming little private detectives together, and they're all yeah. in the car together. And I mean, and which all the reason like, oh, why are they even going into the city together? I love this line so much. It's very easy to lie on the phone. Yeah, like her mother is so much about we need to go and find out. She's a micromanager. Yeah, and this is going to be a thing that for me, and I, I, I was not alone in this. Uh, yeah, it's. It's cute, it's iconic, and then it gets to the point where you're just like, oh, fuck, God. I get why Parker Posey's fucking yelling at her to Leave her shut alone up and, and yeah. go away. Like yeah. that, that's, it's, It becomes yeah. to, to a fault. But at the beginning, she's like, I mean, she's the catalyst of this whole thing. She is. To, to, and, and she has to some... resolve it. To, 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 she's the one she's trying to manage. She's trying to be like the matchmaker. I think yeah. she sees herself as like the protagonist Definite. of the matchmaker. Yes. That's like, I'm going to put these people together. I'm going to put the, this yeah. is how it should be, you know? Yeah. No, she really is invested in Carl and Joe and, and thinks Carl is such such yeah. a nice young man. It's, you almost, know? it's almost like, how oh, do you? Do you guys want to fuck? No, that's like, just it. They're yeah. having this flirt, weird flirtation the whole time because she's indulging him and he needs to be indulged. And it's, yeah, and you're right. I she's mean, so I'm, taken by him. Oh, it thinks he's so smart. And so and even just like, even, and then just the general like politeness of when you're trying to show your your daughter's boyfriend that you like him, yeah. you know? I mean, like, you know, Carl, you're so tall. Do you want to sit in the front? Like, you know, it just... Yeah. It's cute, and then it's like, but oh, then Jesus it, Christ, no. yeah. Like I, I, I grew to empathize more with, with the daughters, with the daughters the second time around. Where Definitely. the first time yeah. I didn't, it wasn't. I couldn't quite en- well, engage or figure it out. And that's like at first I'm stuck in the oh she's gonna cheat on him oh and then yeah. and then like oh she's just kind of standing there all the that woman's like messing with her head. like both on both for both each of yeah. the daughters I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I had cringe against them the first time mm-hmm. and then more empathy and like. Yeah, understanding I, I think the second time. Eliza or Hope Davis, like her, again, her her unwillingness to like, like no, I, there has to be some other thing, or I need other people to weigh in, or I need, and then when it actually comes down to it, it's like, you you don't want to 
weigh in. I mean, the the yeah. whole because the whole you know discovery of the infidelity and the confirmation, and then this extra layer of like, oh, it's not a woman, you know. And and there's this moment where uh, her mother is so Rita, she's trying to take charge of the whole situation, right. you know, and and trying to tell him who he is and telling her to get in the car. And I remember in that moment thinking, God, that would be like the I would the last thing I would want is to get in the car and have to drive back with my family for an hour plus to what you know Long Island like yeah fuck no I'd ra- even in this betrayal I'd rather talk to the man who this all concerns yeah. you know like I was so glad that she's not she stuck get- in that echo chamber I was it's not even her own echoes is the thing you know she's like. I haven't even had a chance to speak today. This you is know? yeah, you know that's the thing is I and I appreciated this more about her character's journey. At, at first, I felt like she was suffering from a little bit of that. What do you know? It's like hey Arnold, where it's like interesting things happen to them, or they're take you know, the the char- the protagonist is he's that character is not exactly carrying the story ever. They're only ever like receiving. Yeah. And I got that vibe from her, yeah. but then it's like, you know, that moment actually when that 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 weird neighbor lady, those neighbor ladies that she's helping, not neighbor lady, but the, oh, but two, yeah, the women, two the two sisters who are going through their yeah. like mother's apartment. And that, and she's on that side quest. And also like she this woman like fusses with her hair. She lets her and it's like I I felt I was so like kind of cringed on her for a second. And then I was like, oh, this is how just internalize this sort of nice girlness she's been raised to be. Like she's yeah. such a mm-hmm. such a good like she's letting this person do this to so her before she's mm-hmm. exactly that's yep. the word. She's just which uh, I mean even so ex- passive or submissive, I guess. Which also kind of explains how she could wind up with somebody like who is perhaps closeted and needs somebody yeah. who is not going to be anything other than you accommodating know, accommodating you know exactly. because he, he i mean so like he, i'm hearing that message she hears on the phone of him not going home or like whatever there's already so many allowances she's given him without really thinking twice about it right like, oh right. he just needs that she grants him so much space so much space and so and like when she sees him at the yeah. party and he's dancing she's actually sort of enjoying seeing yeah, him she didn't even his... pounce on him right away it's no. almost like wow he's letting she me lo- see him she loves him yeah she loves him makes it very sad but also it's painful thinking even you know i'm jumping ahead to say my right, jump t- wherever t- tipping my hat on my personal supporting already is marcia gay harding because oh cameo, my god that was another moment of like it was so great and but sad also but of hope too being able of of, of her letting somebody take her in in a way yeah because she could have pushed yeah, this is this i felt like that was the most the most extreme example they could give that could find that strange, could really show how strange woman at a party how nice and accommodating, I guess, that she would be, and also so easily, like, submissive. Yeah. I don't mean this in, in a, I guess, a condescending way to the character. I think she literally is just, like, too nice of a person to pull away from this, I mean, I think this drunk that- woman. And then you see, they end up relating, and it's actually a really poignant scene. It's really well acted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you I, know, I, she's I, at the party her husband's at. She, 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 like, knows he's there, too. But yeah. she takes the time to be this, this other lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're right. It is, like... And yeah, maybe submissive is is too negative. It's not, a word. It sounds like it's like it's implying that I I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Think too she has strength. It's just that um yeah, I think she's accommodating. I think she's a very kind person. But yeah. when you look at the way, because we we come to understand like the way her mother raised both her daughters to believe they need a strong, intelligent man. Yeah. Everything is resting on that assumption, you know. That's why and it she's probably so comes in- from an endear, like a, a good place. It's she doesn't want to, of course, make it. She, you know, she wants to protect them from she, whatever mistakes or yeah, she's fallen. But you know, it's like for. they're they're they were raised with a morality that was older than the morality you're raised with, and you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like everything is always a little bit behind, unless you you have a remarkably you know, thoughtful and empathetic, you know, a set of parents, you know, or something yeah. who, who understand, like... I know. feel like, you know, she she's, like, a stage mom, but but about marriage. Yeah, a little bit. And, like, it's, there's maybe this contempt she has of her husband that you really see come out at the end because she sees him as so passive and, like, on it. Yeah. Like, she, like she has to do you? all the... Why aren't you doing more? And it's like, well... Yeah, he's like... 
What can I? What can? Also, what he can drove I do? them into the city. I yeah, mean, you like know, it's just it's. I don't know. It reminded whole... me of my aunt and uncle a little bit because, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that when I was growing up, seeing that I saw a lot of that oh. type of dynamic. She's much more headstrong, and like even like their kids, my cousins would like put down their uncle, like their their father, like oh, no. like for being just sort of this passive provider. Like it's just it was. <laughs> It was really sad, actually. I think, yeah, there was something. Not that I, not not that my family situation was anything to look down on anyone else's. No, but, but you know the but the, just... the side quest of because right, what happens is she's so upset at him. They are they go on the world's shortest car chase. She gets out of the car and is running down the street, and then you know she's so mad. And she's screaming like something about like, oh, "Why are you doing anything? You have to do something." Yeah. But then like she's, you know, passing out, you know, and immediately it's like, "Don't go into the light," you know, and it becomes kind of a joke. But then that gets them into this apartment, right? Cuz the, the guy on the street help, who helps them and I love how the father and then that guy whose apartment happened to be there are dressed almost exactly the same. And at one point, there's a two shot of them sitting beside each other with the same posture. Yeah, they're the same like silent witnesses to their family's mess, yeah. you know. And 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 that guy's father, you know, we seems like a nice guy, but then we find out, oh no, he's, he's like actually like an outlaw, kind of because he hasn't, been, he hasn't been paying child. Yeah, he's fucking. He's a deadbeat. He's a deadbeat. Yeah, and it's he's like, a louse. But he, his son is allowing him to have this kind of moment where he gets to pretend to not be that. Yeah. I think it's, it is a good, again, I feel like every character has a moment where you, you see them removed enough from the rest of the family to get Mm -hmm. like a real taste of, Oh, what's this person's inner world like? And that's a good one for the father, the patriarch of this whole thing. It's wordless, but it's, it's I I mean, he's kind of my best supporting player simply because it's yeah. so few lines, and he, he has a he has one of the best moments. Just asking his daughter, what you know, does she want to do? Yeah, yeah. no, I was like, thank you, <laughs> Dad. Uh, I just wanted to throw out the one more great line from Rita was the way she's um, sort of updating them about all the gossip in mm. the area, and one of them is like, oh, he was having an affair with a tenth grader, <laughs> an affair, yeah. you know. It's not the word uh, I would use. Again, it's very of its time. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. That's, but that, that, that's as far as some of the, the conversation topics. and. But these things always happen, and is the, the point. Even yeah. the treatment of the about face of the plot, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, a lot of this sort of reminded me of, like, the first half of the first season of Sex and the City, mm. where there are certain things that, yeah, you're watching it's it from a 2022 met- lens. It's not... Whatever. It's not the most evolved, but it's also a sign of the times, and it's like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Dealing it, with these 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 fissions in their relationships, and yeah, I, I don't d- know. There's a certain, and also just the texture. I think both in how they're filmed and how New York is it appears. It is such a um, no. You're right. I didn't think about that as being having that vibe, but it but it does. The first it, like two to three episodes of Sex in the City. Yeah, because they it's were almost like I'm I the, I'm nostalgic for that. Yeah, flavor. those definitely were filmed like. In, in sort of like an independent film in a I way. I guess I guess just you know pre pre nine eleven New York. Uh, yeah, just to, no, to I hyper simplify it. I don't know. No, I get you. It's, but it's more than that. It's like you just said. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the but like the city is definitely part of the texture and it it was like at that time, yeah, we're like oh you would you catch a glimpse of you know the World Trade Center in the background that would kind of like position you of like where oh this is, they must be here on the island or, or here in relation to that and just um, how the city shot and it's yeah. a cliche to say oh the city is like its own character but well but it this, is this I mean time this time uh, in New York yeah is ninety six this came out I mean yeah I was watching um I was watching a sort of it's not really a horror movie but I was watching uh, Walkabout which is like a mm-hmm. Nick Rogue movie I about seen. it was good but very much like a Nick Rogue type movie. Um, I don't know what that means, but I respect it. It's <laughs> um, like when my dad said that when I was like 11, I asked him how some John Woo movie had come out. And he was like, it's very John Woo-y. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> that fucking, doesn't help. I'm 11. Jesus Christ. I need you to to put it together for me. Um, like he, he does a lot of movies that just are sort of unsettling. And they'll often have certain cuts of certain footage will be like, chopped in 
in pauses during scenes or yeah. something. Like in this particular case, I mean, they're also like dark, but observed in a very clinical sort of way. Uh, not what we're talking about. There's a couple of moments I really love. One is we talked about the party, uh, but there's this great shot. It's something that feels very, I don't know, kind of New York to me. It's just in the party, there was this shot where it was like going across all the heads, you know, like it was very much point of view. Yeah. And it was so, the tension of it was so great because I, I found myself searching for the his face as well. Oh, yeah, and she's you finally about- going onto the rooftop yes, there. Exactly. That whole sequence has a very... So good. Uh, but I felt the sort of, not claustrophobia, but the, the tightness of, yeah. of spaces. Like um, what you were saying about like Sex in the City. You know, and, you yeah. know, um, and I'll talk about a little bit more about this later, but all the locations in this movie, it's insides of apartments, insides of cars. Mm-hmm. And just think about that kind of life, you know, that, that feels more authentic somehow. Like kind of anyone can sit down at a restaurant, but parties yeah, are kind of... I don't of, know. It's, a speci- it's so, yeah, especially 90s, you know. Yeah, and But you also sure. really, I can, all the more reason again, watching this a second time and really imagining being in the tedium of a car and you have no smartphone you're retreating you're into and these are the personalities guy. you're you're with in the station wagon <laughs> to listen to and you gotta describe his novel you gotta listen to your your hopeful your boyfriend possible fiance go into yeah explaining again this this it's adult dr seuss it's yeah. adult, or dr seuss for adults she yeah. the the joe the way she parker tries to do it, but like yeah she has to ex- i like how she has to explain his pedantic even when he's first reading that that poem yeah and then the mom asks the questions or whatever and he's he's explaining what the poem is but he's so like just yeah he's he's just so pretentious about it he's very he uses so many 50 cent words and then the daughter and then parker has to be like so it's like yeah (laughs) like she's actually the smarter one she's almost like his translator yeah and that's it's nice you say that yeah like she's she's smarter or she's she's certainly smarter than her mom is even giving her credit for because then when when the the mom is saying, "Oh, she, my daughter, she's being an idiot, stupid, or whatever," right after she she's broke up with him, she's a foolish girl. Foolish girl, and he's like, "No, he's, she really she's isn't. Really not. She's really not." Yeah, because he even gets it. Because yeah. he's kind of also, although I feel for him, I think he has. He's a, had an ego death of the oh, of an the, incredible, the, the most massive ego death you can have, which is what kind of and makes, sober, <laughs> which like also kind of makes it all the more sign of like growth and and like, oh, dude, you know is. He he stays with the parents right at yeah. the end and like so self aware and he's like bore them with a bo- yeah to he's read like a yeah he's book. like I know no one wants to hear you know he extreme ego death so much humility it was like the equivalent of him taking a bunch of acid or yeah. something and just so he had like the most transparent arc then I'd say which is why I was like I think Parker it's like a lot of his facial. You know, she doesn't yeah. she doesn't spell out everything. No, she's you have to really thinking. look look at her her face. But too. she's also very. That's why she's so good at comedy is that her face is very readable. Yeah, yeah. And then with Leave, it's like his character Cole Carl. Carl. Yeah, I just feel like his is so. It's almost like his story, and it's like like mm. even when we saw like when, you, when I first saw the, the the main still that's used is the back seat with the three of them. Mm, yeah, and it's really more of a story about the daughters, but it's almost again it's it, he's like he's of, a big part pre- of that. he's a big presence in the in the vehicle and it's a the huge car. presence and in the, I, in the he story. probably has like the most lines he's really a co-lead because his arc is so like yeah. apparent like that we spend a lot of time like that party sequence is so and i him. must say that i i think the arc of what happens to them felt to him and, and joe it felt very relatable real and just yeah the shit happens Every day, it's like, very. It was a very realistic depiction yeah, of what whereas, that frustration yeah. and, and like actual infidelity would look. It was also a, could look a like. really great way to distract us from Liza's husband is cheating on her with a woman. Yeah, it's just assumed, you know, or maybe it's just eyes. Right, me and my straight brain. But uh, yeah, I, but it is it is sort of an about face that I think people have mixed reactions to that I noticed in the reviews. It's like yeah, you either. It being of its time. I feel like there have been a couple of films even past this that were... Oh, that, absolutely. That was, where that's the twist. But you I know? think... And yeah. that's like... And I don't want to say like, oh, it's been done. Or, oh, you can't do that. No, it's a straightforward kind of a story. Yeah. It's like, it's about infidelity. 
but it turns out you know less than you think. You know, yeah. it, it's a bigger, inf- and in that sense, it feels like a bigger infidelity. It's not about like, ew, gross, gay. You know, that yeah. Was- and I think that's all. Yeah, it's people being too surface in their yeah. analysis, in my opinion. Not in all cases, maybe, which is just like, yeah, without thinking about one sort of what the greater purpose of it is. Yeah, and then also to again, this is yeah, yeah, this is '90s New York, and this yeah. this preceded more more of those stories that would later Yeah, unfold. that would give it more nuance. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like Stanley Tucci, yeah, they were lucky to get him, you know, and I think he is very believable in this. Yeah. Like, it's very plausible. I don't, I don't doubt it for a second, but he very quickly becomes a villain in the way he's like, you have yeah. to help me, you know, like. You know, that was, it was really well done. Like, it's like, oh, I could see why she would be up to this point, she would get suckered into go. Like, how many other conversations have happened where he's gotten away with that? Yeah, that kind of behavior. That's honestly manipulative for her him you to know, be like, oh, "You have to help me." Yeah, and for but him to do that and to confidently sort of just jump into that. Yeah, as if it's like that. It, that as was, if she would just do it because she's, she's so accommodating. accommodating. She's so helpful, and if he angles it as this sort of thing that where he's in need of her like that, yeah. then that's, that's to just going to make it, it's yeah. going to, and at that, I, dude, I've been in codependent relationships. I've absolutely fallen victim to oh, that, yeah. that about face in an argument where it's like, oh, what they're doing is that falling on the sword thing where then they're suddenly like helpless and like, like the turtle that fell on its back and you got to help. Oh, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like I can't, I can't but, do this without oh, help. you. I can't, oh man, well, sorry. I, I cheated because I, because I love you and I'm insecure and I don't, I don't know how to, you have to help me love. You have to help me do this. You have to help, you have to help me. me be a better man. Yeah, and, oh awful, my God. No, I'm sorry. Fuck. I, I, dr- I drink because I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to love you sober. Like, uh, you know, shit like yeah. that. Man. I mean, I think it's also just, funny like if you consider this the continuity of the of the story and how she spent all day just like watching her mother needle her her sister about her relationship and being involved so in her she spent all day being accommodating basically like oh yeah like, and that mom would, would have driven me so crazy well like, and, I, I and would, she does yeah. say something about like she's making me crazy yeah know? the fact that he took it to that that depth of like you have to help me and that she's like, no, I don't. She finally like hit whatever threshold or was just tired enough in that moment. She finally, I finally felt like me, if, we, if it was a Venn diagram between that character and the audience or like myself as the audience, that's finally when they like unify. Yeah, yeah. Like Peter Pan and its shadow finally got tied, yeah. tethered together again. Yeah, you know? and and I mean, I we talked about it a little bit uh, at Thanksgiving, but it, you know, it was like, oh, the ending sort of implies that the story has been more about the sisters this whole time, you know, because mm. they walk away together. And there is something very... Again, yeah. It's an ending. Because it, I mean, well, it caught me off guard and made me like it less. And again, I saw another other reviews that yeah. were like, oh, this ending just kind of ends. And oh, that, that was not... It's like, did it stick the landing? It did, yeah. But then it's like, oh, then I rewatch and I see how it builds to... that. It's like, yeah. I had to know what the ending was to better see what the story was actually like to better pay attention to the sisters. Yeah. I feel like the the other all these other side characters almost take up more of your brain and more of your your mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your energy and focus yeah, or mine true. at least certainly, you know. Yeah. I'm fixated on all these other quirky characters yeah. not realizing that the sisters are like the actual like yeah. tethering yeah. Uh, uh, protagonists, I guess. Like they're the they're the real book ends yeah yeah those two you see that they're both of their relationships and first thing we see is is stanley tucci and, and hope then then we cut to the house and we mm-hmm. cut straight to parker posey mm-hmm. and lee schreiber in bed mm-hmm. so then it's like oh that's what it is we're yeah. starting with seeing these two that's sister true. couples and that's we're gonna true. end with these two it does it is parallel you're right yeah i didn't pick up on that initially yeah, so that's I, why I, I, just, I don't you know i don't need everything to you know, be wrapped up perfectly in a neat little package. Sure. You know, in fact, I tend to not like that. Um, it kind of felt just like a, but it did feel a little bit like, oh, we need an ending, you know? Yeah, it's, and I mean, not that like two sisters like kind of just being like, wow, both our shits are fucked up, but you know, we got this whole city. I mean, not that that's like the literal yeah. thought, but just like, um, well, oh, I brought up Walkabout earlier because I was thinking about how that's all taking place, you know, in a desert. 
But in its own way, Manhattan is kind of a desert, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, although you are surrounded by people and buildings and, and stuff, it's often still just the community of who is in the car with you or yeah. who you're on the street with or who you at a party with, who, who are you're you, having lunch who, with. Who are you like, opposite of. Yeah, and yeah. so it kind of felt, I don't know, like it reminded me that the setting was Manhattan. That that was mostly what that ending did for me. It was like, all right, the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I do yeah. want to say, please, you talking into uh, talking about to who you're surrounded by. Yeah. I now, again, I'm going to play the game of take a shot after every time Chelsea says she watched this twice because she's okay. so proud of herself for it. No, but uh, that's okay. Seeing the ending of the do- of the two sisters, yes. you know, walking off at first, first time watching it, I'm like, okay, I guess yeah. we're just what? <laughs> but then rewatching it mm-hmm. and 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 seeing how many of the shots are so close up mm-hmm. of them and how how like kind of in our in their faces we are. Yeah. And if you can imagine us audience members as like this invisible member of the family or the camp that point mm-hmm. of view, mm-hmm. us being left on the street while they walk off mm. and then not getting just them we're almost it's I feel like I'm one of the fa- I've been one of these family ah. members that has been sort of like left behind po- poking them poking being i'm i'm in their business i'm in their shit and now they're they're walking like that's the end of the story where they're walking away first things we see of them are like, like these that. two very intimate moments of them we're like we're not giving they're 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 taking their agency and they're creating space by wand by walking away from us and we just have to watch them walk away I like that. I like the camera as like another member of the family. And you're right. Yeah. This is incredible. I just yeah. thought about that right now. Talking about genius. You, you know, it's what from what you genius just said. Thoughts. It's from what you said. Well, you know? I, I, the fact that you, yeah, we're so close in their face and like we're so in there with them. I and think it feels claustrophobic because that yeah. word comes up uh, or intimate, depending on how you feel about that now, closeness. And now yeah. they're just saying no. Mm-hmm. They're setting a boundary. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Like a visual, physical, yeah, boundary. No, that's interesting. Uh, I do have some notes about the production because yes. they're pretty interesting. Actually, it made me made me a little bit more appreciative of it. The mid '90s, it's like independent cinema is happening. You know, it yeah. is like New Line, Miramax are both intensely interested in finding interesting stories. There are real pipelines. Oh, like, they still are. Accessible yeah. pipelines. This being an example of well, of and that. and Sundance was a big marketplace for this kind of thing. So much so that it spawned Slam Dance, the parody. You know, I mean, this is kind of a high watermark. Um, oh, let's see if we can get a big profit off a small budget movie. Train Spotting was made for three or four million dollars worldwide. It rose seventy eight million or something. That fucking that did really well. That's over the course of maybe wow. a year. But, but even still, still it's it like, made its fucking money I guess back. It's, yeah, because it ju- it does feel so. Just the texture of those movies that not that nineties. Oh, uh, I love Train Spotting. I know, mean, it's, it's it's a rough one, but. Yeah, what it's a rough wash, but it's got that. It's got some nice stylistic goods. The soundtrack's good. Oh, the, the soundtrack kicks the, ass. The energy that that sort of like intensely bitter, but like oh, sometimes there's a little levity. bittersweet. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so good. Um, Oddly uplifting. Oh yeah, but at this time, you know, it, even even though there is this pipeline and there's all these opportunities, just like any time, it's hard for a first time filmmaker to get a bigger budget of you know say three to four million. So um, he, uh, I should mention that the director is uh, Greg Matola, and he had a different script that he was close to getting made. You know, it's in pre-production, had the actor, blah, blah, blah. But um, just the money never came through. Uh, and this is, you know, I'll talk a bit about more about Matola uh, and where he was in his career when he made this. But Steven Soderbergh and Nancy Tenenbaum basically were like, what can you make for not a lot of money? Mm-hmm. And they gave him about like 60K. Uh, and he raised a little bit more than that. Uh, ended up shooting this thing for about seventy-two thousand dollars, and then to finish all together, it was seven hundred thousand. So yeah. very small budget movie. Actors were paid a hundred dollars a day. So all these people were definitely, you know, doing it for the lo- love yeah. of the game. Yeah. Parker Posey, I guess you know the part was written for her, which that's a good tip. 
uh, it's harder it's to very, say yeah i mean it fits so well it's harder like, to is... say no to a project when someone's like well i wrote it for you yeah i mean that's hard to say no to and it's a great it's a great good tactic uh great role it's a great her, part oh you know? fucking great the locations as i mentioned were mostly inside a car uh in apartments the the family home in long island was really the matola home in long mm-hmm. island so it's all real shit. And it yeah. all feels real, right? Isn't that, that's that. That house I, is I'll lived watch, in. I watch things. I feel like um, this is probably not fair of me to throw this movie under the bus and it has its fans. And I really should finish it sometime. <laughs> but I think of like King of Staten Island. And I'm like, mm. I, or like certain like uh, Silver Linings or like different more recent movies mm-hmm. that are set in that vicinity in Long Island or in New York or Staten Island, whatever. Yeah. Um, they're trying to capture a feel that I think this one actually achieves. You know? I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny. Um, it's like it's reaching for the past, but then it's it's almost too gloss. Like yeah. It's too, it's too. No, exactly. It's too glossy. I mean, it's. It's too every, caricature. Every, it feels too caricature. Everybody's. Like, to indicate well, it's like there's a. Oh, train wreck's another example. Yeah. There's a simple lived in quality to this home, you know, that they're using yeah. as their location that. It's a nor- it looks like a normal ass house, but now it- that's such an unfamiliar concept to people who do. I don't want to say like all people who do production design because they do great work, but this is a, a tangent. Oh, yeah. But I remember no, Tim it's... and Eric talking about how hard it was for them. They would want okay, we need T-shirts, we need this, and people would come back with you know American Apparel versions of what like they asked nice, for. Ex- I totally know what you're saying. And so they were like, no, yeah. no, we really we need it to be normal, like normal clothes. It, it, like it's like. And relating the, to that, like that, like thinking about movies that revolve around families now, I think, or even just from the like the going into like the two thousands forward, this is a, this movie Day Trippers is feels special because it's capturing a certain class yeah. and texture that like I don't know I'm just thinking of all the Diane Keaton mom movies right because yeah. I said so or thinking about the family stunts all the family issues are in like a big house it's and always kind of beautiful well, house even August Osage County or what I think about stuff like that I'm like oh, there's almost I this mean, class divide that totally that no, or a class I, shift like they're almost they don't want us to see or they almost can't seem to even relate the story to more realistic. It, it feels family. like it, the fan the fantasy element has infiltrated everything in that it's. Every family is presumably rich, I guess. Everybody's like very upper middle class. Yeah, even or, though that does not fucking you know, exist everybody anymore. Everybody is like, boot. Even and day trippers, yes, that has like you have the one daughter class, that, but, but they're they're very steadfastly. Even though the the daughter is married to this publisher, so it's almost like they get yeah. a glimpse, but they are still kind of outsiders to this upper crusty kind of world, and it's For almost sure. like. It's almost like uh, Stanley Tucci's character counts on the fact that his wife is intimidated by, I think, his his yeah. work. And, and maybe his, a little bit naive. His, yeah, a little naive to it. So she doesn't navigate all that because yeah. it is, it's whatever. But then so many of these other family movies, I just, everybody's no, in a fucking I, white turtleneck. And I hear you. <laughs> you no, know? I mean, all the like comedies and things. It, I mean, even. It's Knives Out family, but a little less murdery. Yeah, and I don't want to say like that always is a problem because I'm thinking about like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I always sure. thought that was a gorgeous house. I mean, it has that yeah. huge stairway. I mean, it's like... Or pla- uh, planes, trains, automobiles. Home same, alone. Yeah. Right? Everybody's got these beautiful, like, not McMansion, but that, that, that specific... Gorgeous, like, Evanston crunching, home. Crunchy, crunchy front yard. Yeah, there's of all the tr- beautiful trees. And we saw and a deer in the backyard yeah, this right. morning. Oh, yeah, we saw a deer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's um, great. I got to talk about this movie a little bit more. On the first day of shooting, this is a really bad omen, um, the, their camera, which was a, a super 16 millimeter camera, was stolen. $35,000 yeah. camera. Oh it's like, this guy made first this movie day, happen. I mean, like, the, I, yeah. would, I, would, I wouldn't kill myself, but I would think about it. You, you know, know I, I, I kudos <laughs> to this project getting finished. And there were a couple of moments too I noticed in the car with Parker Posey getting ADR. Oh yeah, definitely. and there were things definitely. like that where I just yeah. I you know that I felt yeah. appreciation for the movie being as 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 competently put together as it is, in spite of some of these hiccups, and that that it would be something that's on the Criterion, mm-hmm. in spite of these technical. I don't yeah. know. I've made shit where the sound is is fucked oh. up and needs little tweaks and stuff, and then it's easy to throw away or dismiss it. Yeah, like its quality Listen, or like, worthiness I, because of these these there technical. Are, there are mistakes things. all the time. I mean, they yeah. love. I mean, at this point, you know, do they put the Starbucks cup in the 
Game of Thrones shot. They to had to create, go back, you know, you know like, edit that out. Did and they, so or like, did they do it on purpose to create a discussion? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, that's, you know, it's that's like a all great that inception question. shit. Uh, well, is Elon Musk tanking, tanking Twitter on purpose? Is this all? Mm-hmm. Is everything a conspiracy? Yeah. Everything a conspiracy? I, you know, I wish. In, in some respects, I wish. I just have more. I, I assume it's it's stupid and not evil. Like yeah, that. the incompetency. Yeah, it's it's always stupid that kills you, not evil. Like it's like well, not uh, always, but often. I didn't love Don't Look Up, but I like the yeah. moment when yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is like, I promise you, they're stupider than you think. Like they're, yes. they're not doing that. It's not as elaborate. Yeah. Oh as, yeah, the, of, a, of a plan. There is no big lie. It, it's like an indifferent stupidity. It, yeah, it's horrible. The um, worst truth of all. Yeah. The no one, reality. no one wants to. No, there's nobody at the wheel. There's nobody at the wheel. In case you were wondering, yeah. nobody. Uh, so I don't know why, but this movie was rejected from Sundance. Apparently, had a lot of trouble trying to get like screened and distributed. So, yeah, you know, it was made for not a lot of money. They got it in the can, but then as imagine getting into can, but then not Sundance or it was oh yeah, can yeah. less uh, it challenging got, well, than Sundance. I don't know. It got into can later, um, but like it. You it's know, interesting that Sundance would be like, no, and then the, the Cannes Film Festival yeah, would be like, oh, you're nominated for a thing. I'm not like, sure what went on. I just yeah. know that it, it was like a lengthy post-production process, which is typical of like indie movies. You know, you, you yeah. get it all on. And that's the other thing. This was done on film. It was 60 millimeter film blown up to 35. Which yeah, I guess, again, I love the which texture. It, which meant that, you know, it, he spent money on film stock and actors. Yeah. That's pretty much Extremely where all bare the, bones. Yeah, that's pretty much where all the money went. And I mean, I'm just thinking about today. Fuck. I mean, we don't have to pay for film stock anymore. Digital, you can be burning media all day. There's no risk. You know, mm-hmm. in some respects, it makes people uh, lazier, I think, because there's less planning. You know, when you know right. you, you have don't to, have to be precious about it, whereas it's like every every well, frame counts. Yeah, and I mean, he, Matola um, also mean. was very much, oh, we're not only are we going to film you know cheaply but i mean like we're i'm gonna write cheaply we're not gonna have any restaurant locations because when you film in a restaurant right they have to close and that loses business so they want a location fee and they want money to replace the business they would lost so yeah. it's you if you're gonna write cheap don't write any scenes in a restaurant just don't do it like don't do it or figure out a way to fake it you know whatever he was like oh we we're gonna shoot fast you know only a couple of takes more rehearsal but you know the actors understanding that know that they don't get a lot of chances and they can't be precious either right. you know they really have to just serve it up and i think when you know that that's the expectation or that's how we're going to roll and once people get the hang of it shooting fast can be like amazing and again this was done in 17 days he borrowed a lot of things and i i read an interview with him where he had the nine rules of like cheap filmmaking yeah one was be friendly in film school write cheap borrow locations borrow other stuff Use cheap film stock, shoot fast, learn to live a, with a protracted post-production schedule, don't quit your day job, and get your mom to cook for the crew. That's um, That should be framed and yeah. put on a wall. I love that set of, of rules. I mean, he had a lot of explanations that extended from that. This no, is but the abridged I, like, I, I could totally see that like, yeah. put a, like, on a, a film student's like, dorm yeah. wall. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. like the secrets to success or, you know, tools of writing, but then it's that, that Oh, list. yeah. No, totally. It's extremely, extremely salient advice. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have reviews to share? Yeah, I know we kind of already talked about them, but in terms okay. of just like like literal if citation. anything you want to share. Yeah, just a couple, I think. Like um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 73% uh, tomatometer and then mm-hmm. 74 audience. Mm. So it's a very, one of the most even scores okay. that we've had in mm. terms of just its general Put it on the chart. Reception. I don't know. I just find that, I find that interesting because sometimes there's so, so much polarity or so, such a be. disparage between the audience mm-hmm. and the critics. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, t- you know, disagreement between it you know the anti-intellectualism debate or what anyway but um roger ebert in 2000 reviewed mm-hmm. it at two out of four. Oh wow and i but i i i'm calling it out because I, I i liked i liked and disliked what he said okay. and the snippet they used on the website is i do not mean to criticize mira herself she is almost by definition superb at her assignment here yeah which is to create an insufferable mother the film's problem is that she does it so well oh. and granted i can under see like that my yeah. first viewing is too acerbic. I think it was harder to get through that. Some of that stuff was a little got. It's like, where's this going? Yeah. And the second time through, I could see it mm-hmm. in context a little better. That's and then, as far as the 
gay twist oh, at yes. the end. Mm, <laughs> I, love a, I love a gay just twist. Just a little, little gay twist. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy, he'd given it a 2.5 out of 4. Okay. And he said, the climactic twist is not only obvious, but also registers as a stunt, and the ending is far too abrupt. Again, also talking about it that is, ending on, where abrupt. we're on the sidewalk. On the yeah. plus side, the performances are uniformly excellent. Yeah. But again, this is like yeah. things that I agree with but also it benefited uh, upon a second viewing to 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 understand appreciate it more i thought yeah i i i went back and looked at some scenes again i didn't watch everything but no i think there's a lot going on here it's a really rich movie um and this might sound silly but i mean getting it getting the criterion treatment i think is is lovely i mean quite honestly it didn't have any money to go into any of it, you know, at the time. Yeah. And I mean, this might sound like a kind of weird aesthetic thing to be hung up on, but you know, frankly, like the poster is nothing special. You know, it just it's, and I don't know. There's something about the Criterion's edition. I was that's it, absolutely one of their the il, il, illustrators from the New Yorker. I just it didn't. I, I'm surprised I didn't. I haven't. I didn't see that. If it mentioned. wasn't that, they're just mimicking it super well. I, that has to be someone who's who's done. New Yorker cover it's art. Just it looked a, absolutely like so, a, multiple covers I've seen. It's so joyful. It feels like you know a. Um, if, feel, yeah, feel, feel free to 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 write in and tell us. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a graphic novel cover. It feels like yeah. oh, this is like. It, it definitely has a wackiness to it because they're all kind of spread out and running across. Right. But it also, if you know the film. It's it's like each person is kind of so well represented. I mean, yeah. Carl Carl's at the back with three cups of tea. He's trying to balance. I think it sets a good tone for it too because yeah. it's in that New Yorker style, and it sort of like helps, I guess, guess bring the point home that like yeah, it's going to be humorous. Some of it's pretentious, but it's making fun of itself for that. Yeah. For that, it's a, it's yeah. like we. Yeah, it encapsulates the tone really well, I yeah, think. Yeah, I thought so too. I just I it reminded me slightly of um the animation style of Mission Hill. I don't know if you ever watched that. I didn't, but it's okay. That's I'm, valid. That's my time. Um, I, I do I just wanted to yes, share a couple please. of more candid letterbox ones. <laughs> um from Sean, four stars and a heart. The mid '90s were a truly a golden age. No cell phones, no internet. A new Parker Posey movie every month. Yep, I liked that. Uh, that's a good review. Spencer, three stars. Did anyone else get a Holden Caulfield vibe from Leif Schreiber? Absolutely. <laughs> four stars. Okay, but what happened to the dog man in Carl's novel? <laughs> yeah, we never hear the end, do we? Um, we <laughs> no one needs to know. That I guess won- it didn't they, wa- they wanted to know, but it's I- an allegory. Okay, yeah, it allegories. It's a pointer who can't point. Yeah. <laughs> Just in terms of other main highlights of feedback about the movie, and I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't find as many reviews from women as dudes. I think that oh, okay. there was a little bit of a disparity hmm. in that ratio from what I was was gathering, especially on um, Rotten Tomatoes. A lot yeah. more dudes than than, than ladies. Sure. Um, hmm. But then also a lot of <laughs> I shouldn't generalize, but like a mm-hmm. number of the reviews. Um, I mean, at this point, Letterbox is so much. So many of the reviews are like shit posty. They're very so. I like to read a couple of them because some of them are are good and concise and oh, I, yeah. but then some of them I like some of the humor but a lot of the reviews for this movie if they're if they're saying anything it's just they're they're just like thirst tweets for Parker Posey or leave pretty much wow. just okay. or like like everybody's just oh Parker Posey eyeshadow slay like just shit like yeah. that I'm just like okay yeah some of it's funny but then it's like at a certain point like doesn't doesn't that type of joke get a little homo- I don't know no it's, it, I got I'm not good at it that's why I hate it <laughs> no but that's that may be why you hate it, um, but I, I, but I know what you're saying. I don't know. I, I have an appreciation for the, for the one line. Uh, yeah, brevity is the, the soul the, of wit. The brevity that isn't just like a shit. Oh my brevity. god, I, am I am I gay for Parker Posey? You're like just yeah. like oh, OMG slay. Like, those are just like not. Uh, they're not insightful. It just starts getting a it's little a, flavorless it, after a while. It's supposed to be yourself. I think, I think like, a year ago. I was still a fan of. I could yeah. still consume that kind of tweet humor all the time. I was caught up in it. Yeah, I wanted it. No more. Now I think I'm just some. So. No. Yeah, most of the reviews are. I don't get this movie, but she's super hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and that's fine. I don't. You it's know, fine. Exa- I, I mean, I, I'll be. You know, I I did that shit with the white worm. I did that shit no, with and, fucking uh, death becomes. I mean, that, that's there's that's it's fine. We do it. It's fine. But. I mean, I I don't even think that was like a bad reaction. It was just you know, it's, it just is so 
analyze how you want to analyze. I'm not here to gatekeep what whatever you want to whatever your letterbox reviews want. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm saying slam that gate. I'm shut. just saying like at a certain point when I'm looking for these every week for whatever movie. Yeah. And no matter what, yeah. some of the top all the the top liked ones are always some of the very first ones are always going to be whoever is the best looking person in that movie or the yeah. most like sexy person in that movie. It's going to be like thirst yeah. tweet. Surprise there wasn't for any- those at the top of every fucking thing. Always. Every Harry Potter one is probably about like Damn. how their hair their hairstyles made them look sexier as they're coming of age. <laughs> you know, shit like that. It's right. part of why we put No Country for Old Men. It's like, oh, oh yeah. sh- sugar hot though. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sugar Daddy. <laughs> More um, like Sugar Daddy. <laughs> that's a good one, actually. If that's not our, I, I bet that's not somebody's got sugar. It. We're like Sugar Daddy. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Mm, heads or tails. <laughs> tails first. <laughs> uh, what time? Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> what time do you close? <laughs> For you, never. <laughs> Uh, fun. We have fun here. Yeah, dude. Um, I would love to talk about Greg Matola, who's in our director's chair this week. He was born in July 1964 in Dix Hills, New York. Um, I didn't find out what his parents did for a living, but he came from a Roman Catholic family of both Irish and Italian descent. Classic New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, at seven, his parents took him to see 2001, A Space Odyssey, a movie that you love. Mm-hmm. And uh, his parents didn't like wow, it. Wow, I really see the influence in these yeah. movies. No, his, parents, his parents really didn't like it, but That's the film funny. made a big impact on little Greg. I love the idea that he seven wrote years old. His his I'm thinking of him as someone like Carl, but then he's with these. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. Like imagine Carl. He with is parents. Carl. Yeah. His parents are like the ones in the in day trippers, and it's maybe like, I didn't understand it. Why are we seeing these monkeys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. What's with the big baby? <laughs> Space baby. Space baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, he liked it, and uh, I don't and- like the way it looked at me. <laughs> That's just what I thought. Monkey's going to give me a look. It's going to get a look. It's going to give me a look. I'm just going to get a look. (laughs) Uh, No worries. I couldn't find out much about his life between this screening of 2001 and college, but he attended the Carnegie Mellon School and got a BFA. Uh, It's also at this time that he got his first film job, and he was making zombie vomit for George Romero's Day of the Dead, which came out in 1985, and it's on Tubi, so you can watch it. Maybe you'll see some of Matola's vomit. He spent a whole day helping the art department make vomit. <laughs> I was like, wait, he vomit? Made zombie vomit. Yeah, you I didn't, maybe I didn't see some of Greg Matola's vomit. <laughs> yeah, some of his. Yeah, he made it like from scratch. Uh, wow, no, no. so authentic. No, I'm sure it was a big vat of it in a Tupperware bin or That's something. So fucking gross. Uh, after sometime after that, he attended Columbia and got his MFA. And it's at that point he got connected to producers like Steven Soderbergh and Nancy Tenenbaum, who had produced Sex Lies and Videotape, which was another. Mm-hmm. Kind of like indie. Oh, that's budget. like one of the big ones. Yeah. That's like one of the big 90s. Yeah. So people were looking out for like, what's the next one of those? Um, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, they largely the ones who financed uh, the Day Trippers. But after he made the Day Trippers, he had this follow up and he had a film ready to go. Um, it was all about rehab called Life of the Party. But the studio killed it because there was another film being produced at the same time about rehab called 28 Days, and that had Sandra Bullock in it. Oh. And they didn't want them to compete. So I wonder if the, that one could have been better, though. So oh, I mean, you know it probably was. Come on. 28 Days is so, like, there's a lot to like. Like, I actually really like so you've seen Shami. it. I have seen it, okay. but it is also, the funny you should bring that up because there's mm-hmm. a certain flavor, a certain saccharine studio quality about even that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to shit on no. your fate if it's anyone's fate, well, but sure, just I'm sure Greg, there are things that are well done. It's well acted, but just I'm I would have sh- liked to have seen something crunchy like this movie, but like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Greg would appreciate what you're saying um, because yeah. I think it was a very frustrating experience for him. Uh, he ended up going into TV directing for a little while, but mm-hmm. really interesting stuff. He got connected with Judd Apatow. Um, really wanted to do Freaks and Geeks. Ended up doing some episodes. Oh, he would have been great with Freaks and Geeks. He ended up doing episodes of uh, Undeclared, which mm. was the sort of follow-up to the, Freaks the and Geeks. college version. Yeah, the, which um, well, did not last long either. Yeah. Uh, he also directed some episodes of Arrested Development, uh, The Comeback, mm. Cracking Up, The Newsroom, and most recently, Dave. 
Uh, but he's quite a resume. He's good, and that's he's done a lot. That's the TV stuff. And that's all good stuff. The Those thing, are all good shows. Good film. Like, yeah. Well, and then in two thousand and seven, uh, jogging back a little bit, uh, he he was the one who directed Superbad, which is it was. It's a, a really fucking good movie. Superbad, it's, um, you, you know, know, it's of its time in a sense, but like I, it's a classic for it's it's well, still it, a classic. It was written, you know, by Seth Rogen and his writing partner when they were teenagers. You know, it, I mean, it, they nailed it. Like the the tech, the style, mm-hmm. and the and relationship. They, and I read this in an interview, but they Matola himself said like we wanted to avoid that like sort of stupid teen comedy thing where it's like and then her top flies off. You know, yeah. they, like they didn't want there to be any female nudity. They wanted it to like if there's nudity, it'll be male like mm-hmm. only. Um, which I'm like, hell yeah. Dude. I, I don't mean this, boy, yeah. so many dicks. There's so many drawn, hand-drawn I mean, I'm, dicks. I'm just but. saying, like, you know. No, but, but there's one. There's one night, at least. It's it's nice. Like, Matola was not doing. He wasn't trying he to wasn't do trying, Yeah, he wasn't trying to do American Pie. No. He was trying to, like, it, like, like with Day Trippers, it's this mm-hmm. escapade that takes a cor- course over. It reminds me, actually, Superbad reminds me a lot of, like, Can't Hardly Wait, but yeah. with a little more. But better. Yeah, but better. <laughs> Although I do love Can't Hardly Wait. I mean, I, mean I, that's, I got a soft spot that, for that one. I have a soft spot for it because it was on TV a lot. That's and I was exactly. at the right age. It was for my, you know. I felt, I felt cool when I watched it as a kid when it was, I had it was a, usually a double feature with either 10 Things I Hate About You or yeah. um, I had a big, or Jawbreaker. I had a, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had a, a big crush on Seth Green at the time. Because right, he had that. He had that. He's going around then, and then Austin Powers too. Like he was. Oh yeah, no, I was. Going and around. I watched a lot of Buffy. Yeah, Buffy. I forget about. I didn't really watch that much. He of was. It, thing, he was so. like sort of a teen. Like he was definitely being pushed. You know, as he was like f- he's funny, kid. cute. Yeah, he was. He was the, funny, he was the funny, cute. Anyway, but Superbad was high grossing, critically acclaimed. What's yeah. funny though is that in all the positive press right about Superbad, Judd Apatow, executive producer. Oh, the actors are so great. You know, Michael Sarah and, and Jonah Hill and, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone's, and they all deserve the praise, but Greg Matola's name is not He's really not connected. It's not really connected to it at all. It's not uh, yeah, brought it's up. Yeah, it's got, it's Judd Apatow, his name seems to eclipse. And it's sort of meant to in the way that it means Greg Matola gets to make, you know, super bad sure. because he wanted to do it like he had planned to do it many years before. They'd had a, yeah. a read through. And then, you know, these things get lost and, development hell and yeah and then years later apatow calls him up was like do you still want to do it and he's like yeah fuck yes and then you know here we are uh he followed that up two years later with adventureland yeah now he said it was a lot easier to get the money for that yeah but even that he found a lot of challenge it was a challenge to keep the script intact because Hmm. you know people were like oh i don't think kids are gonna want to see this period that they didn't live through you know because it's set in the 80s i think that's that's not it's not fair or all. true at all at all we're fucking uh cosplaying the 80s constantly at this point no wait like i love that shit i mean i still i even meet, also, part like, of my joy watching stuff like day trippers is like there's that project the nostalgic projection into a time that i mean i i was a i existed in the 90s but i didn't live in that i know I was, what you're a, saying. I was a baby it's, it's <laughs> evidence like early episodes of seinfeld for me are like so i know this hit my eye when i was like Six, you know. Yeah, and, it's some, also um, like there is a little bit of a wish fulfillment. Oh yeah, uh, no, vibe. And, and it's like watching Mad Men a little bit. You're kind, you kind of, you can't help uh, but romanticize aspects. Oh, of, or or the of it. or feud or any one of those shows that is is so well researched and like the production design is perfection yeah. and people are like I had that I had yeah. those sheets you know yeah. that kind of shit. But Adventureland, you know. um you know, this is supposed to be about that first job you get that's shitty. I'm not gonna lie. I know I just said all that. I haven't seen. No, I haven't. I only we know, can put it on the list. We could put it on the list. I haven't seen it either. But I know it's about having. It's like that first shitty job experience, that yeah. summer crap job. Oh, but there's a beautiful girl. You know, is the whole kind of I, vague I, list. not not this won't earn mm. me a lot of love. But I'm not, it's Jesse Eisenberg. He's the I guy. Don't, yeah. I I've always enjoyed. I've ended up enjoying him in everything I've watched. But I, I he's not like, like a he's, he's not someone that I'm like I running have, to the theater to see. I have to overcome despite it. that. It's 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 the social network. 
He's so, but just, he's so he's so good in that, you know. Like is, I, I, I loved his his him getting nominated for that. But then simultaneously, it's that 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 projection. Yeah, I, of, I'm, of I, that I'm not a fan. I don't. It's cast. not his fault. But I, I and then just, and imagining him when he's speed, he's talk, he's he's spazzing that. out like he's on Adderall playing Lex Luthor in the uh, in the in the DC movies. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what he fucking says. I just in the trailers, I'm just he's like, oh, this guy's of, a little freak. <laughs> because it's like in the corner of his mouth kind of I don't know no I don't uh, I don't know but um, when he boops Amy Adams in the trailer for one of those fucking movies Batman versus Superman I think, I think he boops her at one point and I was like what the fuck am I watching are you the do you wish you were the Joker right now I think my brain just turned to popcorn hearing that the only other thing I was going to say about Adventureland is just there was uh, also some confusion from, you know, executives the surprise surprise and yeah. then, you know, you, they give notes they just want things to be better but Again, this is about like a shitty job. And he's like, I don't get it. If this kid wants to be a journalist, why doesn't he just, I don't know, go get an internship at New Yorker or something? And it's like, because yeah. he's a working class kid from Pennsylvania who has no connections to anything in New York. Like, what do you mean go yeah. get it? Like, it was, he was really, Matola was kind of bothered by. I the, really want us to watch this one. Let's yeah. put it on the list. Okay, we'll put it on the list. Anyway. Uh, he has made some other films, uh, Paul in 2011, Clear History, which was a made-for-TV movie in 2013, Keeping Up with the Joneses, 2016, and then most recently, Confess Fletch, which just came out. Um, which is also when I, I would We I could would put watch. on the list yeah, as well. watch any of those. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's got John Hamm, who I'm just, mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know... Yeah, I like him. I like I know I yes, I know about the college hazing stuff. I heard about that he's, too. It he's, definitely he's, he's a little it's I, not great. I, I I worked a shift with a girl who waited on him one time. He's a little uh uh-huh. he's he's not he's not mean. No. But he's you know, he's, he's, but he likes his privacy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fair. say that. But yeah. I also really enjoy I've always enjoyed watching him and yeah. everything he does. Okay. My best supporting player is Pat McNamara, who played the father. Right. That's my favorite. Good. Good choice. Who is yours? Oh, Marsha Gay Harden. That's right. That's yeah. right. You said Just, it. It was a scene that is both times I watched yes. it. It, it, uh, it grabbed me because I liked. Uh, the great role. I liked how well she played that. Uh, there's like drunk but a little vulnerable but endearing. But I like when she, she turned and shouted and then apologized. It was so natural. Her, she, I liked it. Where is he? Where are you from? I was like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I don't worry. Yeah, so it was yeah. very, just, yeah. Yeah, she was great. And I think the last thing, I, I just watched The Mist, so that was the oh, last wow. thing I'd seen her in, so this is That's a nice so contrast funny. between her doing this and then bitch slapping a guy and be like, this it came from God. I Yeah. <laughs> the I, monsters came from God. <laughs> Let them feed on his blood. <laughs> She has range. That's yeah, what you're telling me. I was going to say, uh, yeah. would you watch this again? But yes. we, we know that you would. Oh, I did. Because you did. And I did. And you did. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. You can email us at breathoffreshmovie at gmail.com. Yeah. We have pillows with lips on them if you want them. <laughs> yeah. Buy them up. Buy them up. Hurry. Oh. Hurry. Yeah. They're going fast.